know there's going to come a time where we're going to want to ramp back up and we want to keep people close, make them feel mm-hmm. that they're a part of this Barkay family and a part of what makes this place so special to the people. I'm Phil Hatterman, and this is Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Today on Dog Words, Lave Dodal, co-founder of Bar K Dog Bar, shares how the park is responding to COVID-19, and we discuss some of our personal experiences with social distancing and sheltering at home. If anyone is concerned that we were compromising public health by getting together for this interview, we did maintain social distance for the interview that was recorded on the outdoor terrace at Bar K, and I used disinfecting wipes on all the audio equipment before and after the interview. You may notice the background noise that really isn't much of a distraction. It's more of a promise of days to come when we and our dogs can return to social interaction in public places. In each episode of Dog Words, we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We save each other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us. And they already do a lot. If you love dogs, you'll love this podcast. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions. Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org to share your thoughts. Use your favorite podcast service to subscribe, rate, and share dog words. This helps us with sponsorships. Then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. If this is your first visit to dog words, please check out our archived episodes at rosiefund.org and on many of the podcast services. Please follow Rosie Fund on Facebook and Instagram. Check out the videos we've just added to the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel of Peaches Making Friends at Barquet. Subscribing to our channel gives you access to all of our videos, including some exclusive content. And it gives more exposure to the shelter dogs we feature. Just search for Rosie Fund on YouTube or use the link at rosiefund.org. The mission of Rosie Fund is to provide humans with the resources and education they need to give senior and harder-to-adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Today on Dog Words, we are at a very wide open bar K. I had no trouble finding a parking space. I'm here to talk to Labe Dodal about bar K, your response in particular to current events, and maybe just some general thoughts on how individuals and businesses can respond. Welcome to the show, Labe. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Obviously, uh, nobody anticipated this situation that we all find ourselves in. So we're all trying to plot a course through this. I've got some thoughts on how to make the best of this time. And it's not even from week to week, it's from day to day, especially early on when it was, okay, we need to institute some measures about how we're letting people into our business, to how we're cleaning things, to can we even open our door? When can we next open our doors? How uh, have you been dealing with your employees. Yeah, it's been a roller coaster ride. I mean, you're right. It's been hour by hour for pretty much the last month. I mean, it seems longer than that, but I mean, everyone will remember you started to hear the warning signs of this, right? And then there was an initial order from Kansas City. We responded by issuing an email to all our members and guests about all the things we're doing to keep our place as safe as possible cleanliness, retraining our staff on washing hands. That almost seems kind of quaint. Now that initial reaction, like naive, like we were all hopeful this would be over quickly. And then a couple of days later, of course, the mayor, and I think it was definitely the right call in retrospect, issued his stay at home order. So we've been uh, pivoting ever since that time. 
at Barquet, you do a great job and always have of maintaining a clean environment because you assume humans are going to wash their hands. Assume. Uh, but dogs can spread disease thoughtlessly just by being dogs. And so your crew does a great job of cleaning up after the dogs and keeping surfaces clean and keeping dogs out of the places where they shouldn't be, depending on where food is being served. So you already had that mindset, but to take it to a whole new level. Yeah. Well, there's so much involved in, in that. So initially we thought, what if we pivoted to a business model where we just offered play dates and we didn't allow humans in the park? Because mm-hmm. we have this beautiful park, right? And dogs need exercise and the science seems to indicate that dogs are not going to catch this mm-hmm. virus. So we thought, wouldn't it be great if we could just use the park as a place for people to drop their dogs off, let the dogs run their hearts out under mm-hmm. our supervision, no humans. And we actually did that for a couple of days until, like I said, the city issued its second order basically requiring all non-essential businesses to shut down, right? And so some of us would probably consider, like, play for our dogs to be essential. Um, We thought about that, but we just decided, you know what, we want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. So Mm -hmm. we're best just shutting down and, and, you know, helping people stay at home. The cleanliness issue that you raise is real. We Part of the value proposition of Barquet, Mm -hmm. unlike a public dog park, is that we keep the place as clean as possible. Mm -hmm. We're constantly policing for, you know, obviously for poop, but also just like cleaning and sanitizing all the surfaces. Well, you have to meet restaurant standards, not just Well, I'm just talking about outside, but but yes, inside the restaurant, then we have all of the hygiene elements that go into running a restaurant, plus all the additional rules that we have as a dog centric business mm-hmm. in terms of like where dogs can be and that. So there was a lot of moving pieces to this. And then, you know, ever since we shut down on, I guess it was the 23rd, I think of February, if I'm not mistaken, some, somewhere around that time, we've had to figure out, okay, what do we do now as a business to keep things moving and to best position ourselves for recovery when things return to normal? So it's a couple of things that we've done. And number one was, you know, thinking about our employees. Mm-hmm. We had 74 employees roughly when we had to stop. And so our thoughts were with them. We made an immediate decision to try to keep paying people. We told people we would offer them paid leave at 60% of their average pay. All they had to do was commit to us that if they took that, that they would be ready to return to work when this mm-hmm. was over. Most of them took it. But, you know, that's been a roller coaster ride, too, because then there's this new federal statute that increases the unemployment benefit. So how does that impact people? And might they be better off going that direction? And so there's just been it's tough math to figure out for someone when you don't know, well, how long? Yeah, there's so much uncertainty, right? Yeah. So communicating with our employees was number one. In fact, we even had we had just today two conference calls, one at 10, one at two in the afternoon, just with employees, just to keep the communication open, because we know there's going to come a time where we're going to want to ramp back up and we want to keep people close, make them feel mm-hmm. that they're part of this Barquet family and a part of what makes this place so special to people. The dog tenders have got to know our guests, they get to know our dogs and mm. vice versa. And yeah, so we the want dog tenders know Peaches by name when we bring her in. Well, and we all know Peaches. That's special. Well, of course. And she is going to be so mad when I get home because <laughs> I will smell, smell like Barquet. Well, it's funny how many people have posted on Facebook, you know, they'll walk 
by us mm-hmm. and the dog stops in front of Barquet and like looks at them and just refuses to move <laughs> because the dog is like, like what is going why, on? Why did we even come this way? What are you? <laughs> Which is sort of sad and funny and sweet at the same time. But, you know, it's actually, it's, this is selfish, but one of the fringe benefits for me as one of the owners is I can bring my dogs mm-hmm. here. So my guys get to come in and play, but we feel terrible for all the, the dogs that are missing out on their favorite place. So that was one thing that we really dedicated ourselves to during this time as a business is staying in contact with our employees. The other thing that I, I think is a real opportunity, right? Because we got to look at this as, yes, it's a horrible situation for all of us to be in, but it's also an opportunity to do things that we might not be able to do during the crush of our day-to-day mm-hmm. lives. And one of those is just to stay in contact with our customers, you know, our members and our guests. And we're fortunate to have this very robust social media following. Yes. So we've, and, and most of the time, when it's business as usual, our social media is focused on what's the next event and, mm-hmm. you know, what's coming up tomorrow and what's coming up this weekend and how do I sign up? And that's great, but it doesn't really allow us to tell our story. So if you follow Barquet on social, right, which Barquet Dog Bar on Facebook and Instagram and everything, we have a whole series of posts now that really are designed to tell our story. Like, obviously, people who are listening can't see what I'm seeing, but we're sitting here this little area of Barquet where there's this beautiful mural on the wall that says Barquet gives me wings and mm-hmm. you can pose your dog in front of it. So we're going to do a post to tell the story of that mural, tell the story of our stage, tell the story of our partnerships with different local businesses. So I think if you're a small business owner, number one is communicate with your employees. But number two is like use this opportunity to tell your story in a more sort of powerful meaningful way than you can when you're in the crush of your day. Those things that you wish you had time to do. Yeah. It's unfortunate that this is the reason you have the time, but don't waste that time. Absolutely. It's like life called our bluff. Like we're always saying, oh, if I only had time. Well, guess what? Now you got time. Mm -hmm. So your bluff has been called. And so, you know, and again, there's a business piece of that and a personal piece of that. I'll get to the personal piece of it in a minute. But from a business standpoint, there's that ability to now tell your story in a more powerful way. There's also, and we're, you know, you, we take this very seriously as focus on these long-term strategic initiatives that you just don't have time to get to when you're just rushing to kind of, you know, put your finger in mm-hmm. the, in the, in the dam. And so we're trying to tackle some of these like long-term strategic projects that we just haven't had time to do. So we're trying to, you know, it's obviously it's a terrible situation. Nobody wishes this, this were the case, but we're in this situation. So we're going to try to make the best of it we possibly can, you know? Uh, the example I used with some of the other day was the, uh, scene from Shawshank Redemption where Red is quoting Andy as saying you can either get busy living or get busy dying. Yeah, it's so funny. I just watched that movie mm-hmm. sitting at home. So. so yeah, you're in the, he's in the worst of circumstances and he could have given up. Yeah. But instead he made the most of that. Yeah. Yeah, we're trying to do that. We've, you know, we've been trying to figure out how can we add dog daycare to this location. And so now we're, it's a really complicated strategic initiative Mm -hmm. that we just hadn't been able to tackle. And so now we got a month or two where we can really drill down on it. We're in the process of expanding to other locations. Now is a time where we can really just without all the noise of Mm -hmm. the day to day, we can focus on that. So we're trying to, you know, make the best of it. And then from a personal standpoint, like, you know, forget being a business owner, just living through this, like same thing. Like we all have all these projects that we tell ourselves, oh, if I only had time, right, Mm -hmm. I would do. Well, now we have time. And so I'm trying to make the best of that, you know, instead of just watching like, you know, endless episodes of Tiger King. And I mean, I am watching 
Tiger King, and I did watch like the both the first two entire seasons of Twenty Four. So I am like passing time watching Netflix, but I'm also trying to do things I've been wanting to do and just have another time, like writing a book. Mm-hmm. Like you and I have talked a little bit about this. I've got a dog. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to give it away, but he's got an interesting story to tell. And so that's a future I'm, episode of Dog Words. Possibly a future episode. It's a really interesting story, and I just a story that I've been wanting to tell. And so I'm forcing myself to sit down and write for, you know, an hour a day. Um, and it's really hard, like anyone who's ever tried to do that. I mean, it's, you got to almost handcuff yourself to the desk. But you can set your schedule. Yeah. And again, the excuses are gone. My, my wife, Dawn, and I have gotten several house projects done much sooner than we expected. Oh, yeah. My and house, I've, I've cleaned some cobwebs out of places oh, yeah. that I've been looking at for the last six months going, wow, I really should do something about so, yeah, that. We've done some cleaning, some painting, got some yard work done that yeah. uh, we're excited and about. The, and you'll going. be proud of me for this. So, like, you know, as a yoga instructor, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I've been, I haven't been really good about it the last year because <laughs> I've been pretty busy with the business. But, you know, I've got my yoga mat at home and you just open up your laptop and it's not the same as having Phil there you know, telling you things, but like you can find any level, any duration. So I just found a little 20 minute. I know that's mm-hmm. probably not enough, but it's better than nothing. That's 20 minutes that other people aren't doing. Absolutely. And I do it in like my living room and the dogs think it's hilarious. Like they think it's a game. So I'm killing two birds with one stone. Entertain so, the dogs. So I do, you know, I try to do that. I'm trying to get back into running. Like everybody wants to get in better shape well now there's you know it's something you can do maintaining social distance you can take your dog with you for a run get in shape for the bar k 5k you know that was scheduled for april 18th Mm -hmm. obviously we're not going to be able to do it on april 18th but we're looking now at september 5th it's labor day weekend but we still think we can have a lot of fun on september 5th so start now start running with your dog getting both of you in shape and you'll be able to do that when life gets back to normal with all of the uh different responsibilities you have with Bar-K, not just employees, but then there are different components to Bar-K, the different departments, restaurant, entertainers who come in, all the different vendors. Have you heard from, for instance, the vendors, the musicians who come in, how some of them are dealing with this? They're struggling. I mean, a lot of the musicians are doing little online concerts and then looking for donations. We're trying to support everybody as best we can. We're going to do a little initiative where, you know, so many businesses in Kansas City have stepped up. We have such an incredible service industry in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. I have to say, like, I've lived in a lot of cities around the country. I I, I have to think we have one of, if not the best, hospitality industries in this town. I mean, people really take pride in it. We have so many iconic businesses, restaurants, bars here. It's sad to see this happening. So, you know, the Jay Rieger distillery has like converted their distillery into hand sanitizer. I mean, it's incredible. Restaurants have turned into community kitchens. So we've been trying to figure out what what can we do? I felt sort of helpless and we all want to be a part of this. So we're creating a t-shirt. It's going to say KC serves and the letters are going to be a kind of a mosaic of all the logos of every iconic Kansas City bar and restaurant that we can get to participate mm-hmm. in this and I think it's going to be really beautiful love letters I don't know if you know love letters are a local t-shirt mm-hmm. shop and they're going to design it and, and produce it and we're going to sell it and all the money 100% of it is just going to go to helping service industry employees during this time we'll just do gift cards for people and it's a little thing but you know it's meaningful to us and I think everybody's trying to figure out what they can do to help well something you can do as an individual and I mentioned this uh, a couple weeks ago at the end of the podcast 
our dog groomer, we are paying in advance for the grooming that's not getting done. That's awesome. Yeah, buying like a gift card or something. And so any service individuals, especially small business owners that you know, that you could buy a gift card now because they need operating revenue to pay rent, to pay their insurance, to pay some of their staff. That is a little thing you can do, but if enough people do it, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, of course it's a cycle, right? Because people don't have the extra money in their pockets to buy Mm -hmm. the gift. So it's it's so challenging. The other thing I I forgot to mention, going back to like small business owners, if there are small business owners listening, is like take advantage of these emergency relief programs that are out there. I mean, you know, this piece of legislation, it's a bit of a beast called the CARES Act that was passed a week and a half, two weeks Mm -hmm. ago, has a number of relief programs for small businesses, right? And one of them is called the Paycheck Protection Program. And you basically can get a loan from the SBA that will help you pay payroll, rent, utilities for two months during this crisis. And then at the end of the day, there's a good chance it'll be 100% forgiven. So it's basically free money. It's a pain in the butt, as you can imagine, to apply and you got to figure out how to do the application. But it's absolutely worth doing because it's going to help you survive. And if you have already gone through it, any small business owners out there listening, let others know on social media because you could save someone else reinventing the wheel, starting from scratch, if you've already figured out, okay, that's a dead end. Don't do that form of the application. Skip to this or go to this website. Let's help each other out, people. Yeah, definitely. And there've been a lot, there's been a lot of that on social media of people sharing their experiences. You know, obviously the unemployment benefit, we're all still waiting to see exactly how that's going to play out in Missouri, but sure looks like people are going to get that extra $600 a week in their benefit, you know, hopefully starting soon. Missouri's been a little slow, I think, in implementing it, but I'm confident that that's coming. So there are all kinds of resources out there to try to help people, you know, stay afloat during this time. Of course, the great uncertainty is how long. I mean, I think that's the mm-hmm. thing that is so hard for people to, to manage through is not knowing kind of what the horizon looks like. I mentioned that Don and I are, are doing a yard project when we're trying to plan out based on our budget. They, okay, yeah, we could go ahead and do that this month or next month, but then you don't know, well, wait a minute. If we don't have the paychecks we're expecting in July or August, that's sort of a reverse ripple effect back to, okay, we can't spend this money now on planting trees yeah. If we need that to pay a mortgage. I know. It's very hard July. to plan. It's very hard to plan through uh, uncertainty, you know. But then the sort of the flip side. The, the flip side is yeah. if we decide, well, then, well, we just won't plant the trees. We'll wait till next season to do that. Then there's a nursery owner who's not paying their staff. Right. Who's not doing something that would eventually lead back to the services that I get paid for. Yeah. So yeah. you have to be smart with your money, but... Don't just curl yeah. up in a ball. I think that's right. I mean, we've got to keep this. You know, we're going to come out of it at some point, right? I mean, what's mm-hmm. the alternative? And so we just got to try to get try to get through it. Try to make this time as valuable as possible. Like you say, don't curl up in a ball. Self-improvement, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I've got a little brother. Thing. I do big brothers. And so I've got a little brother. He just turned 13. And so, you know, I don't have kids. So I don't. It's not front and center for me what kids are going through during mm-hmm. this time, but you know this kid. I mean, he's an only child. He's sitting at home playing like 
2K or whatever that video game is like all day. And I'm like, hey, you use this time to better yourself. And, you know, kid, a 13-year-old kid, he looks at me like, what are you talking about? But trying to give him books, <laughs> trying yeah. to, like, give him projects that he can do to, like, improve himself. And you want time. them to be aware of what is happening because hopefully this is a once-in-a-generation, maybe once-in-a-lifetime yeah. event. But to be aware of there's so much happening and there's people who are suffering, but you also don't want to turn it into this is the apocalypse. Yeah. You don't want to overdo it. Somebody was sharing on the radio the other day that when they walk into the kitchen, their 13-year-old daughter screams, six feet, six feet. Yeah. Like, is she well, kidding or is she serious? She's serious <laughs> because it's been pounded into her head. Yeah. Social distancing is like, yeah, but I'm, I'm your dad. We're in the same house. I was touching that refrigerator door Two minutes ago, right. before you came into the kitchen. No, it's, you're right. You have to balance the sort of the very serious, you know, mm-hmm. healthcare issues with against the hysteria. And then there's this flood of misinformation that, like, it doesn't help, like, some mm-hmm. of the media coverage about this. A couple of weeks ago, I don't know if you remember, Phil, there was a story that started circulating, and the headline was, first dog with coronavirus dies or something like that. Did you see that? No. And it turned out if you like really look at the story carefully, like what was what happened was there was a 17 year old dog in China whose owner died of coronavirus and they Mm -hmm. found traces of the virus on the dog. Well, Mm -hmm. the dog lived with this person. The dog was 17 and there was zero evidence that the dog died of the virus. But of course, they couldn't resist this sensational headline. And it died with not of. Yeah. And then it spread, you know, across social and people there was this moment of hysteria and. You know, I've seen this happen. Like, just today, there was a story about a tiger. Do you see the story of yes. a tiger in the Bronx Zoo? And I'm guessing... It's hard for me to believe that with how many cases now are there? A couple in the United States, mm-hmm. like over 100,000 cases. Yeah. And so that not one household pet that I'm aware of has... Mm-hmm. Contr- that this tiger, you know... So it's hard to know what to believe. There's yeah. just so much misinformation. Yeah, it's It's a mixture of... We learn something new, so then information is outdated, combined with sensationalizing to get eyeballs. Yeah, that's a big, unfortunate, that's a big part of it. so that's that. I had already done the research, obviously, because I have a Mm -hmm. dog business, and if I was going to keep this place open for play dates, I wanted to be absolutely 100% confident that there was no risk. And so there was actually a study done of over 1,000 dogs, Every single one of them tested negative. So I was very, very confident that this wasn't a problem. And then this article pops up that sort of undoes, you know, you can't unring the bell on that kind of stuff. But, you know, the dogs, I mean, on the one hand, I'm sure the dogs are thrilled that their people are home now. And they're Mm -hmm. probably a little confused about why everybody's home all day long. Some are getting a little tired of it. Yeah, that's what I see. I see the hilarious posts on Facebook, like, my dog is so done with me. But, you know, now the city's closed down the public dog parks. I don't know if you saw that just a couple days ago, which I think, again, I think... Mayor Lucas made the right move because people were congregating in mm-hmm. ways that they shouldn't. But, you know, the dogs now have really no outlet for recreation. So I don't know. I hope that doesn't have an effect on behavior and dogs getting aggressive or whatever. I mean, that would be unfortunate. And again, that's why I wish that yeah. we could be valuable. I mean, again, people can't yeah. see. They're just listening. But we're sitting here, like, looking out at this two-acre mm-hmm. on a beautiful dog park. It's, it's a little cloudy, but otherwise it's a yeah, gorgeous it's day. This weather. is a day it's you like would be 60 packed. and there's a little chill in the, I mean, it's absolutely mm-hmm. perfect and it's empty and it's sad. And, you know, I wish we, we could think of a way to provide for some recreation. I actually did reach out to the city and say, what would the city think if we just allowed people to drop their dogs off here 
and I, you know, I didn't get a response. I'm not surprised. They got more important things on their minds right now than, than play dates. Mm-hmm. But just, it does seem like there might be an opportunity here somehow. Well, it's easy to drift into a mindset of, oh, I don't have a schedule. And I'm going to have a snack now, and well, I can run later. Hopefully, people having a dog that will be a reminder of I at least need to take a walk. Yeah, get outside. Let's get outside. Let's play fetch. Let's do something. Hopefully, people having a dog will keep them healthy. Yeah, somebody posted a a picture of their refrigerator, and they had put a note up that said, "You're not hungry. You're just bored. Close the door." Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know I have that problem. Like, we do need to get out. I did run yesterday for the first time in a really long time. So. I'm trying. Like I said, I'm trying to use this time for self-improvement. We'll see how long I can keep that up. Well, maybe people can combine it with self-improvement and dog training. Here's the opportunity to work on getting your dog to learn some of those, not even tricks, just like the basic skills that keep it safe, like stay and wait and drop. I'm glad you mentioned it because we're going to do that. We're going to do some virtual dog training like through Facebook Live because we have a bunch of professional trainers, as you know, who are partners with Barquet. We're going to invite them to come in, and we're going to do some virtual training sessions so people can learn some new stuff. And, and I will have a link to BarquetDogBar.com in the description for this episode, so you can go there and find all the social media for Barquet. Be You've great. probably heard some of the background noise that shouldn't be too much of a distraction, but that was <laughs> that was the loudest one we've had. So <laughs> it wasn't even a train. It was so just far. someone on a sport bike. But, yes, definitely check out uh, Barquet's website so you can take advantage of what's being offered in this time where we're figuring out new ways to connect with our community. Yeah, and we'll see everybody, hopefully, you know, in a couple weeks, couple months' time, we'll get back to normal. We're going to have one heck of a party in here when life returns to normal, and we're really looking forward to seeing all our favorite humans and dogs. We can't wait to get back. And uh, there's always things to talk about with Barquet, so we'll have some future interviews with, with Labe and Dave and, and anybody else you want to yeah. have talk to us here. Once we figure out what the new normal is, we'll be back and discuss that. Thank you so much for yeah. taking time out of your still yeah, busy my day. Busy schedule It's not so busy anymore. So Your, your no flexible <laughs> schedule. Thank you so much, Labe. Thank you for having me. I'm Phil Hatterman, and you've been listening to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. I want to thank our guest, Leib Dodel, co-founder of Barkay Dog Bar. A link to barkaydogbar.com is in the description for this episode. If your podcast service does not include active links, go to rosiefund.org for full descriptions of all of our episodes. I also want to thank alternative string duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks, for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's and previous episodes of Dog Words. Learn more about The Wires at thewires.info and download their music on iTunes. Also check out fiddlelife.com for drunken fiddles online, Laurel's virtual fiddle classes. Support Rosie Fund by following us on social media. Links to our pages are at rosiefund.org. Again, check out the videos we've just added to the Rosie Fund YouTube channel of Peaches Making Friends at Bar K. Subscribing to the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel gives you access to all of our videos, including some exclusive content. And it gives more exposure to the shelter dogs we feature. Just search for Rosie Fund on YouTube or use the link at rosiefund.org. Please make Rosie Fund your charity with Amazon Smile. And if not Rosie Fund, any charity of your choice. It costs you nothing. Amazon has money to give to charities and wants your help identifying worthy causes.
Use your favorite podcast service to download and subscribe to Dog Words. And please share this podcast. This helps with sponsorships, then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions via the website, and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor of the Dog Words podcast. Thank you for listening, and remember, we save each other.